Hi, this is Nara Bonafidi with Good Faith Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, I Was Made for This, where we will be talking about identity, things like finding your real purpose and how God has an awesome plan for your life. Discovering who you really are, what you were made for, and becoming who God has created you to be is true freedom. So I invite you to join me as we explore and talk about God's goodness, His unique plan for each of us, and how we can experience victory in our lives. Hello everyone, God bless you. Thank you for joining me today. All this month, the month of February, I'll be talking about the heart. And today, my podcast is titled, The Heart of a Champion. You know, there's songs titled The Heart of a Champion, there's books written about it, there's movies about The Heart of a Champion. Today, I'm going to be talking about some individuals, both past and present, who I feel are champions. And the greatest champion of all, who do you think that is? So, let's start with some present-day champions. Since next weekend is Super Bowl weekend, yay, let's talk a minute about that. And let's start with our hometown hero, Texas born and raised, Patrick Mahomes. Now, for those of you who don't watch football, he's the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs who are in the Super Bowl this year. And they're also the reigning Super Bowl champions from last year. Now, Patrick's life is very interesting. I I do consider him a champion, not just because he has a couple of Super Bowl rings on his fingers, but which is impressive, but because of how he conducts himself on the field. Now, I don't know exactly how he conducts himself off the field in his personal life. I do know that he prays before games and considers himself a Christian. Now, I've watched him, um, not every single game, but enough to know that he possesses the heart of a champion. He, he really amazes me sometimes because even this past week, uh, if, you, if you keep up with sports and football, you, you might have heard this, but his father was arrested for a DWI. His brother has been in the news recently because of some things he said and, and done, possibly, and he could be in legal trouble because of it. That's his brother. So there's this whirlwind of negativity surrounding Patrick Mahomes. But what I see when I watch him play his sport is his heart, that heart of a champion. It's so obvious on that field. Now, there's been some times where, you know, one time he threw a temper tantrum. I won't go into that right now. But somehow he's able to turn off and tune out all those distractions and even pain of his family matters, the physical pain in his own body, like he did last year. In last year's Super Bowl, if any of you watched it, he played with an injured ankle. It was impressive. And then there's the media frenzy that he's dealing with surrounding Taylor Swift and his favorite target and teammate, Travis Kelsey. He is fun to watch, I have to admit. Because I've played sports growing up, I I know that distractions can be the very reason for losing games. It's the same way 
in life. Distractions, they come in many forms and in various degrees. It can, it can really just be a family matter that's annoying, or it can be a matter of life and death. And the seriousness of that just really overwhelms you. Whatever the challenge, though, the heart of a champion is put to the test. You know, the, the sad thing about all of this is that a lot of people don't even know that they possess the heart of a champion. You say, what do you mean by that, Nora? Well, I want to I read this. In Ephesians 3.17, it says this, Then Christ will make his home in our hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. So, you could say that the heart of a champion is a strong heart. You know, um, last Sunday, we had a special guest speaker in our church, and that is still rolling over in my mind and my heart. And this, this man, he's one of the leaders of the organization called Saka. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, from Israel. And he and his volunteers, they go out after a disaster of any kind, and they help recover survivors and bodies of those who lost their lives. And this helps to give the families who have lost loved ones respect, closure, and even some hope. You know, these volunteers, they see the worst of humanity. And that's really what happened after October 7th in Israel. They saw the worst of the worst. And they were telling their stories. And he told the story of how they ran in after the torture and slaughter of hundreds of Jews after the terrorist act on, on that day, after October 7th. And as I sat there in church listening to this man tell his story, I was thinking this. I, I thought to myself, how can anyone do that? How could anyone do that? It takes such courage, such resolve, really a, a grace from God. You know, they really couldn't talk about all the sights that they saw. It was, it was just too hard, and even tears were in their eyes as they were talking about it. Yet they went into those homes, those, those towns, and, and helped to re rescue people and bury the dead. And at one point, this man said that, he didn't realize that he could fill so many trucks full of bodies. They, they literally ran out of places to put the bodies. But they persevered. And they gave families, those families, what they could in honor to, in, really as a way to honor the dead. So this man and his team of volunteers, I believe, possess the heart of a champion. And let's, let's keep them in our prayers. So let's, let's talk about some champions from the past. Now, there are so many champions I could talk about in the Bible. There's so many. There's Noah, who kept God's instructions to him in the middle of mocking and persecution, extreme persecution. You know, it took the heart of a champion to endure and remain obedient to what God told him to do. But 
as a result, mankind was saved. Then there's David, who was trained on the backside of a mountain. And because the ultimate champion, he actually became the ultimate champion by defeating a champion. A giant, no less. Then I think about Esther, who put her life on the line to save a whole nation. Queen Esther. I teach about her a lot, her courage. There's Deborah, who really is the only female judge mentioned in the Bible. She was a judge, a warrior, a poet, and a prophet. Then there's Joseph. Mm, Joseph. He kept his God-given dream alive through all kinds of adversities, like being thrown in a hole and left for dead, rejection by his family. He was lied to and lied about. He was falsely accused, and he spent many years in prison. But somehow, some way, he possessed that heart, that heart of a champion. And it was that that promoted him to be a leader of a nation. You know, the list goes on and on, and I, I could talk about many champions in the Bible, but for now, I just want to highlight a few. And I want to talk about these two, Paul and Timothy. Now, when Paul was writing his letters to Timothy, he was in prison in Rome, and he was facing death. Now, Timothy, in the meantime, was trying to lead the church in a time of great persecution. It took courage and commitment. I mean, great courage and commitment to be a Christian in those days. We think about persecution. persecution. The Christians of that time, they were attacked. They were slandered. They were put in prison. A lot of them were beaten. Many of them were beaten, burned at the stake even. And some were even fed to the lions. Oh, my. And in the middle of all of that, Paul said this to Timothy. It's found in 2 Timothy 2.1. This is what he said. Be strong. Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. Okay, in the middle of all of this, Christians being fed to the lions, great persecution. Paul is in prison, even facing his own death, possibly. He says, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. Chew on that for a minute. That's good. <laughs> Paul said this to Timothy when he was in prison himself. There it is right there. What do you do, what do you do when you feel you can't go on? When life's circumstances are just too much to bear, what do we do? We look to the Word of God. We take Paul's instructions. We look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We draw, we draw upon that strength that's found in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You know, we must get that, revela uh, that revelation. We must. As Christians, we are equipped. We have armor. But our armor, our strength, it doesn't come from a natural source. We can't go to a gym or, or drink protein drinks or over-educate ourselves enough 
to sustain or even overcome in times of extreme adversity. The only way to be strong, to have the heart of a champion, is to rely on the greatest champion of all time, Jesus Christ. You know, I I honestly, I don't see how people do life without him. I don't. You know, there's been a couple of times in my life where I thought, I I just can't do this. I can't overcome this. Will I recover from this? (laughs) I was overwhelmed with a particular life event. And the only thing that brought me comfort and hope was the promises that I knew in God's word and that I knew them to be true. You know, I, I remember one time, it, it was a dark, rainy day. It was daytime, but the, the rain was so hard, it was, it, it was dark. And I was on a highway going somewhere, I, I can't recall where now, but I remember pulling off on the side of the highway. Cars were racing by. Rain was falling so hard that I could hardly see the road. And I was crying. My tears were falling like the rain. Then I heard these words come out of my mouth. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And I said that over and over and over. And I even shouted it a few times. And I I was telling God, it was just bubbling up out of my spirit. I trust you. And by the time that was over, I don't know how long it lasted, maybe a few minutes, but something happened on the inside of me. A new, a new strength, a new strength that I had never experienced before manifested. And I knew no matter what happened from that point forward that I had a new trust, a new strength that I could rely on for the rest of my life. And that's exactly what happened in my life. And that's been many years ago. There's something about trust. You know, we can say that so lightly. But trust in God, in his word, causes your heart to be strong. And there's something about letting that strength take over when you feel like you have none and you've come to the end of yourself. Mm, That's powerful. A heart that trusts in him is a strong heart. And that strong heart will cause you to have the heart of a champion. I, I want to read this. And, and I was praying about this this morning. And, and I really felt like this applied. It's found in Luke twenty-one twenty-six, And Jesus said this, Men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Now, Jesus was speaking to his disciples at this time, and his disciples were asking him all kinds of questions about the destruction of the temple, the signs to look for, and his return. But I feel that the scripture really ties in with what I'm talking about today, because fear of what is to come, and we can look around today, and we can see some signs. We, for those of you who know the Word of God, you know things are happening and things are ramping up and time is closing in. But because fear could cause your heart to fail, that's why it's so important to possess and have the revelation of a strong heart. 
You know, Jesus warns, warns us, he does, of things to come. But in John 16, he says this, I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. He said we can, we can have peace in the midst of storms and that we are to take heart. Just like Paul said, be strong. And the only way we can have peace is through strength with a strong heart. I think you're getting my point, right? So, I want to ask you, who is the champion in your life? Now, there may be more than one. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your parents, a family member. Maybe your champion is a sports figure. Maybe a Patrick Mahomes or a, a Brock Purdy or any other sports figure. A little side note here about Brock Purdy. You know, he's the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, and he gives glory to God for who he is and for each victory. And he mentions Jesus Christ. I've heard him say it. He's on the record as saying that. I just love that. He, uh, you know, and another thing about Brock Purdy, he was given the nickname Mr. Irrelevant. Hmm. Now, a little story behind that is that he was the last player picked in the draft. He was the 262nd in the 2022 draft. Hmm. That's amazing. And on top of that, he didn't become the starting quarterback until two other quarterbacks on his team got injured. Mr. Irrelevant. Interesting. There's not many who are calling him irrelevant now since he's led his team to the Super Bowl. Wow. I believe he has the heart of a champion. And most importantly, he knows the ultimate champion. And he gives him glory. Isn't that great? Maybe your champion is a veteran, you know, who gave his life for our freedom in this country. Maybe it's a child who's overcome great adversity, maybe multiple surgeries, and who still has a sweet, positive outlook on life. And the reason why I'm bringing that up, because there's actually a child like that in my own life who's a family member. And he's so sweet. He has a positive outlook. And he's gone through a lot at such a young age. I truly believe that my sweet family member possesses the heart of a champion. You know, whoever it might be, and for whatever reason, I'd like to suggest this. Jesus Christ should be at the top of that list. He is the ultimate champion. Yes, he's the Son of God, part of the Holy Trinity, but he was also human, and he experienced suffering. If he hadn't accepted his heavenly calling and assignment, if he hadn't resisted the temptations of the devil in the desert, if he hadn't sacrificed himself on that cross and ultimately defeated the enemy and gave us authority in his name, where would we be? Think about your assignment and your heavenly calling right now. When we became born again, the same spirit that, 
is, dwells in Jesus. This, that same spirit that dwells in Jesus dwells in us. In Romans 8, verse 11, it says this, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. That means we also possess the heart of a champion. So we can overcome. We can walk through the shadow of death. We can fear no evil. We can put one foot in front of another with hope, relying on the spiritual strength we possess. And when it's our time, oh, thank you, Lord, when it's our time to step over into glory, we can do it in victory. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm just preaching myself happy. So for those of you who'll be watching the Super Bowl next week, and some of you won't, but we will. We'll be doing that at our house. You know, we can ooh and ah along with the rest of the world at the plays and the celebrations and all the hoopla that comes with this sort of event. And I'll tell you, I will enjoy it. I always do, no matter who's playing. But my adoration for the champions on the field pale in comparison to the adoration I have for the ultimate champion, my Lord Jesus Christ. And I just want to add here that another good reason that we celebrate Super Bowl Sunday at our house is because my dear husband asked Jesus Christ into his life on a Super Bowl Sunday. How about that? So that's always cause for a celebration, and we do just that. And it doesn't matter if our team wins or not, because we're celebrating something very special of that day. Well, I want to leave you with this. In Isaiah 53, 3-5, it says this, Jesus was despised and rejected and forsaken by men, a man of sorrows and pains, and acquainted with grief and sickness, and like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we did not appreciate his worth or have any esteem for him. Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisements, the needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. I don't know about you, but I meditate on that scripture a lot. I have read it for years. I meditate on it, and it never ceases to minister to me every time I read that. And it was only the heart of a champion in Jesus, a supernatural strength that enabled him to do what he did for us. If he did that for us, I truly believe that we can ask him to help us live our lives with that same heart, don't you? 
I invite you to join me all this month. I'm excited about it. We're going to be talking about matters of the heart. And I encourage you to invite others to join as well. And I pray that you have a wonderful day today. Have a wonderful day. And remember that you possess the heart of a champion through Jesus Christ, our Lord.